0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Hey everybody, today is August 18th, and uh, we're getting kind of near the end, Nick.
1: Yeah, I agree. It seems like things are kind of picking up towards the end, though, in general, compared to the past two and a half months.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's right. We got a few things here and there to talk about. Well, what's happening with rice stink bugs? I guess that's the only thing really still left in rice, huh?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, You know, I, I did get several phone calls over about the past, I don't know, three days of some of this green rice as it's starting to head or starting to see a lot of stink bugs in it. You know, we got combines. Not not running all over the state, but we do have some combines moving, a whole bunch of rice getting drained. So they're going to start looking for green, greener pasture. So if you, if you got green rice, be watching out for them. But, uh, you know, that's, that's really about it. Yeah. And, Hey, um
0: I had a call earlier this week about bill bug on some row rice. And some guys were seeing some uh you know white heads up in the uh up in the top end of the field, Nick. And he was asking how how much yield loss he could expect from that. And from what I remembered, it wasn't very much with just a few heads. What what was the upper end of that?
1: So, so we never from a blank head standpoint, we never really were able to make it correlate to to yield loss as in it, it never seemed to to totally mean anything from a yield standpoint. And if you look at the way that feedings occur, occurring, it, it seems pretty targeted from billbug larvae to where they're feeding on primarily secondary tillers. And I think that's one reason that correlation gets kind of weird, um, really. And it doesn't help if you have heads out but really the, the only thing we found that correlates to yield loss is going out there around green ring to half inch and counting the number of damaged tillers at that time point. Uh, and, and 10% damage doesn't equate to 10% yield loss. Uh, normally what we've seen is like a cruiser, a Nipset, a fungicide only seed treatment uh, was running upwards of 50 to 60% dead tillers at that timing. And then like a dermacore for Tenza uh, <clears throat> that that was providing some level of control would be reduced down to about 10%. And between those we were seeing about a 15 to 20 bushel yield advantage to the cruiser or not the cruiser, the fortenza and dermacores. So reducing the reducing that damage by roughly 50, 60% equated to about 15 to 20 bushels but on the blank head part of it i mean yeah it's going to take a lot of them like in a square foot uh to to really impact yield but we never could really get that data to separate so it's 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 kind of hard to say there yeah and what i told
0: him he said he was seeing some up top and they weren't real bad I told him I was like, you know, our data showed that that rice was able to compensate quite a bit. You know, we had more tillers uh, on rice that had been fed on by billbug to compensate for that yep. feeding out there, and that was pretty consistent across there. So, anyway, few blank heads, not not too much to worry about. Uh, well, in cotton, I guess you don't want rice, Nick. Yes. All right, and cotton, you know, we're getting towards that timing that pretty much anything that's blooming right now is not – doesn't have a really high likelihood of making a full bowl. So what we're trying to do is protect those bowls out there. Um, and there's a few worms out out in some of this cotton uh, from what I've seen. And, you know, I've I've got some pictures and what I've been seeing – out in three gene cotton will be like squares being fed on in the top. And, you know, those squares up there in the top, they aren't going to do, they aren't going to make, end up making a bowl. So it's really nothing to worry about at this time of year, uh, that square feeding. Uh, And, you know, there's some variability we've talked about between uh, how we scout plots and how a lot of times consultant may uh scout their plots. And you gotta remember on like our 6% damage bowl threshold, we're looking at like all the bowls on the plant. We're not just walking through there and looking for damaged bowls and picking every single damage bowl out of off every plant that you find out there and going, well, I found you know 15 damage bowls. That doesn't mean you got 15% damaged bowls out there in the field you got to take into account all the bowls that are undamaged you can't just walk through there picking out every single damaged bowl you you you're seeing and think you got a lot of damage you got to take into account how much uh undamaged fruit you had out there too so just kind of keep that in mind um I guess that's kind of it on cotton right now. I will say that we did have some spider mites blow up at in some of our plots at Mariana. And you remember, you kind of got to protect spider mites until you get pretty close to defoliation. You know, you don't want premature defoliation on your cotton uh, that can, that can end up hurting, hurting some yield. Uh,
1: hey, Then hey, yeah. hit on, hit on some late season plant bug, stink bug management. You know, I know we're up to that that window you were talking about, but let's talk about that for just a second.
0: Yeah, and our our termination timing, you know, for plant bugs, you know, everything would be double if there's any squares left on the or any blooms that you're trying to protect, you know, on the plant. We're we're trying to uh, we're just trying to prevent that bold damage this time of year, so our thresholds doubled on the plant bugs after you get past cut out, which everything should be past cut out now. Um, and then, I mean, you gotta protect for stink bugs. I'm trying to think what that what that termination timing is for stink bugs. I think, is it 450 heat units past? I, I would assume it'd be real similar to bollworm I think it is, it's somewhere around in there. So you gotta protect for stink bugs a little while longer. Um, but I'm going to want to run something like Asfate uh, for stink bugs this time of year um, to to get control of them. And we have a, a threshold of like one stink bug per drop and to to control uh, to want to treat for stink bugs in cotton. Um, and that's just something to keep in mind you know you need to be looking for those stink bugs they can they can actually really do some damage uh to both um anything else i need to talk about on cotton nick
1: i I don't think so i just if i'm getting a couple calls on it that means people are interested so
0: yeah yeah um well then we've had a I guess a decent little looper fly. We've got quite a few down in our our plots at Tiller. Um, You know, we're having some problems. Actually, I put a test out last week. So we counted it yesterday. That's seven days after application. And just plain old intrepid, uh, you know, methoxyphenazide. We got these generics out there, Turnstile, Troubadour. um, They're performing really poorly. We've even put out all the way up to eight ounce rates of regular old intrepid. Uh and I'm only getting between uh 30, 35% control with regular intrepid in those plots. And I adding I
1: acetate to it didn't do
0: a whole lot either, did it? No, I got about I got about a 10% bump, adding half a pound of acetate to four ounces of intrepid. I was at about 45% control. Uh, With that, and then with the diamides, I was between uh, with Besiege or Elevest, I was between 43 and 48 percent control with those products. So I would stay away from the regular old Intrepid or the knockoffs or um, the diamides uh, for control loopers. I think your only options right now are Intrepid Edge and Denim. Those are the two things I'd recommend uh, putting out. That's really the only things I hear even out there um, yeah. that I'd recommend putting out on, on soybean looper. Um, and what about stink bugs, Nick? I know you've you've heard a little bit on stink bugs.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in those plots years down there, we watched those greens go from being right at threshold to about 2x threshold in four days, it seems like. Um it's still a smattering to them, but really the calls I got this week are on red bandits and having stink bugs right there at the tail end of the season. So you you got R you're at R seven, so you got one brown pot on that plant, which is our termination timing for red bandits. And it, this really only pertained to Southeast Arkansas uh, and whether or not I should spray. And look, we did a lot of cage work back in seventeen with this. And what we saw is that at R7, there's really no chance of injury after that, bar any kind of hurricane-type weather come through where we're going to get multiple rainy days. It'll soften those pods back up. With that being said, in 17, we had a lot of loads turned around because they had too many stink bugs themselves in it. We're not in that position, though, this year. Uh, there's there's not really a, a major concern for that, I think, at the moment. Uh, we have heard from our counterparts down in Louisiana that they're picking up more and more stink bugs and they're moving north and they are going to start cutting into foliating beans and they will probably keep pushing into the state some. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be 2017 all over again, but some of those late late beans down in that southeast corner, they they may end up getting sprayed. I mean, time's gonna tell on it. You know, that's it, it's hard to make a prediction there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, there are still some earworms here and there. I mean, we got a test out uh, near Cheryl. Have a few tests out and on some late blooming beans, and uh, there's a few out there in some in some soybeans right now. I mean, we had tons of moths out there in that field, and our numbers actually went up um from last week so you know keep that in mind you got some late planted beans there's still there's still some bollworms around to be to be found so keep an eye out for them um I don't, and you know i guess just hitting on sorghum real quick if anybody's got any sorghum uh we had we had a pretty good population of, of sugarcane aphids over at our, our plots at Mariana um they did seem to kind of go down this past time that we've looked at them like the population's crashing a little bit on us and our sorghum's about milk stage right now so uh just keep a lookout for them uh of course we're with a real susceptible variety because so, we try to get sugarcane aphids so some of these other varieties might be doing a little better um and i haven't heard anything on the army worms and it you know
1: it doesn't really yeah I, think that
0: was
1: a a, yeah, I think that was a little flash in the pan about a month ago.
0: Yeah. So
1: so I mean so. even all this signal grass wherever you're at in the state, you just don't see that burnout look. You don't see them down in there. So I I don't know. That's a good thing though. We'll save yeah. some money there. But
0: yeah. But
1: anything else?
0: Not that I know of. All right. Well, if you need us, call us. My number is 501-517-3853.
1: Mine's 870-456-8486. All right. Thank you.
0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.